Welcome back. It's uh, it's still a Cyclone Family podcast. We're we're here. Uh, we're alive. Barely. We're holding on. Uh, yes. It is JB Steyer Johnson, as always, your host here at the CFP. The <laughs> the the CFP that the Cyclones are gonna gonna be a part of here. Uh, I am alongside, as always, my brother Eric Steyer. Eric, you uh. You doing okay there, pal? Yeah, it's it's okay. It's going okay. Going okay. Yeah, that's 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 about where I'm at. Not not a, not a great weekend, but been, Cyclones been lost and uh, my fan my fantasy football team just choked a huge oh. lead today. So oh well, I mean I don't know if you've looked at mine. Oh yeah, I saw yours. Yeah, it's uh it's it's worse. So it's it's the age old question of would you rather choke or never have a chance? They're both bad. They're both bad. There's not there's not a good like we we don't get into the moral victories. It's just it's it's bad all around. Uh, speaking of bad all around, <laughs> what what was billed on this podcast as potentially the anti Cyhawk game kind of turned into Cyhawk part two. As far as just a disgusting display of football. <laughs> yeah. Not what anybody expected coming in. No, really not. Like you're you're looking at some matchups that you're like, hey, the I think that the advantage could go slightly to the offense here uh, on both sides. And instead it was just I mean, truly, as always, the memes on Twitter were on point regarding both teams trying to give it away to the other. Um, and and Iowa State won that battle of of giving it up as as the Cyclones fall to Kansas for the first time in a hot second. 14 to 11. Oh, I mean, yeah, woof. yeah, just. I mean, at least, I mean, going into the game, I was thinking, well, at least if you lose 38 to 31, you know, it should be a fun game to watch. But right, Again, I mean, we it's... didn't even get it. We didn't even get it to enjoy watching good football. Well, because that's that's what we said coming out of the Iowa game, right? Is the only win you have for having witnessed this game is if your team came out with a victory because nothing else about it was good. In this one, same deal. Iowa State didn't get the victory, so you you don't get any <laughs> any of of the good from that one. There's there's very few positives to be had. Obviously, the defense being being somewhat one of them, holding Kansas to 14 is is good. And you know you get some really key turnovers, and you put your team in solid positions. And the offense and special teams just could not could not get it done and obviously a part of that is injuries iowa state is is struggling with important injuries right now and to be at this point in the season and facing down the amount of injuries that we are aware of and you know as we know with the way this program runs probably some that we don't know about either or some that have been downplayed somewhat it's rough, you know. We I don't Remsburg didn't take a snap, did he? I think he might have gotten in there, but I don't 
not much. I, I don't. I don't think he played consistently throughout yeah. the game at all. Um, and then you've got Xavier Hutchinson went out, came back in, but obviously super concerning there. Jirel Brock tried to start the game, ended up getting pulled. Cartavius Norton sounds like suffered a different injury this past week during practice, from what I saw, and didn't even travel to Lawrence. Um, gosh, I, I have to say that there's probably more that are important that I'm not even remembering because there's just, there's just so many, I know, I think one of the tight ends maybe was a little shaken up at the end of the game. Maybe Dean came up a little bit hobbled, not sure was holding the hamstring, which is obviously not great. Yeah. You, you cross your fingers for cramp and know that it could be a lot worse. So it's just like, you've, you've got enough problems and then you add to it having really key players and really key positions that you're missing people that you would, you would think would be a positive. Yeah. I mean, especially I think the running back situation is probably the, the biggest one right now. I'm missing your, probably your top two running backs and you saw it. I mean, the offensive line was, getting blown up for a good chunk of the game too so it's not like there would have been a whole lot of improvement but still only 16 rushing yards as a team and uh, Sanders and Silas combined for 39 yards on 20 carries so you know, who knows maybe if you're uh, if Jirel and Nort- uh, Cartevius Norton are there maybe they are able to get a little bit more out of that who knows maybe maybe not but It would just be nice to have them there because whatever was going on with the running game on Saturday, it was not working. Yeah. How are you going to have a Brocktober without your Brock out there on the field? Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's tough, too, because he's someone who certainly has the ability to kind of make something out of nothing at times. And um, it's you just think, like, especially with how low scoring the game was, you know, your your margins thin, but uh, one big play can make a really significant difference. And he's certainly the most explosive of the running backs. And I mean, it, you, you feel bad for the situation that, I mean, you, you're excited, obviously that they get this situation or this opportunity. I'm sure that Silas and Sanders were excited to be out there. And I mean, they, they fought hard, you know, they put in a great effort, but they're just not in a position to be the, the first option yet. They're not there yet. And especially, you know, Silas is so undersized. He's a fun little person that you can switch to like it's a it's a little switch up but just not gonna be consistently able to usually perform and so it's just when you lack any depth whatsoever at that kind of position in a game where your quarterback is struggling like what what are you supposed to do <laughs> yeah and i mean to be fair i mean there wasn't like there weren't holes there so like i'm not no. trying to be critical of the guys who are playing i just I've seen like in the past where like there would be times where Daryl Brock or there would be nothing there. He would spin off of it and break off a long run. Like there's always that possibility there. But yeah, I mean, I'm not not trying to pointing at something that they missed or they were, you know, screwing something up or whatever. It's just that Daryl Brock is is that explosive, is that capable of, you know, like I said, something out of nothing. Like he just he has more experience really is what it comes down to. He has more experience at the position. Um, and he's just got a little bit more going on there. So it's, 
it's the way it goes. It's the way the sport goes, as we've seen, obviously. Um, injury situations could be much worse. You'd rather have them sitting out if they need to be rather than, you know, trotting out there when they've got no business being on the field. Obviously not going to get into that from the pro sphere this past weekend. But it's it's unfortunate. Like, there's so many really fun players, really exciting, impactful players that you just – you you want to see what your team looks like at full strength. And so to not have that going on, not just at one position, but at so many positions at the same time is dissatisfying, I'll say. Yeah. It's always a what-if what game. Yeah. And the – there's a lot of what ifs, obviously, especially when the game ends close. Um, but probably one of the biggest, if not the biggest, is what if Iowa State could figure out special teams? And at this point, like where I'm at right now is not, well, what do we need to do to fix special teams? my mind now goes to like, how do we cope with just never having special teams figured out? Because it, I mean, it's recurring. It's lost several games. Like I it's, it's one of the most frustrating things I've ever witnessed as a sports fan. And it's just such a bummer. And obviously I'm not a coach. I don't know. Like, I don't know how to fix it. I'm not going to go out there offering advice, but I am going to sit there and watch the game and think to myself, wow, wish we could figure it out. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like, like you said, there's, I mean, I, I don't know what the answers are, but I mean, yeah, at this point, it's just something that you will just have to live with and try to overcome because I mean, at this point, it's not just bad luck or anything like that. It's just, I mean, it's game after game, year after year. So, it, I mean, just kind of have to overcome it at this point. Yeah, it's 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 rough. And so you got to either out-talent people or, you know, figure out ways around it. I don't know. It's, I there's, there's people that know the game a lot better than myself that can, you can go to their podcast for, insight into well if we change this or if we recruited this type of player i don't know that all i know is like i'm right there with everyone else super frustrated but like i just i i can do nothing about it that's what i remind myself after games is i think part of it too is like you and i certainly have a very unique perspective into like fandom because when we were growing up the team that we followed the closest was obviously cycle women's basketball. And you have a different level of engagement when like, it does matter a little bit more when like you go to the game and if something doesn't go well, it does follow you home. Like usually as a fan, it only affects you as much as you let it when it's also a part of your family's livelihood. Like it's very different. And so for me, I just have this kind of, I, I just have this kind of like philosophy towards it. That's like, all right, well, it affects me as much as I let it affect me. So I'm going to be upset after a game. And then I'm just going to kind of let it roll off my back because ultimately like, I, I don't, you know, I'm not involved with any of the coaching staff. I don't know them. I can't change anything. I don't know football that well, but it's, I don't know. It's frustrating to see it game after game, but at the same time, like I just, 
I have to people think I don't care I think because I like can joke about it and I can just kind of disengage but I just know how much people do care when they're actually personally yeah. invested in it well I'm, I'm not I'm not as good at, as, at joking about it after losses I guess as you are but I, I also know that like as far as like the special teams and you know the mistakes that we made the the coaches that probably feel I mean I know that they feel a lot worse about it right now and yeah. are more upset about it and you know they're trying to do I'm I mean I'm sure they're doing everything they can to try to fix all the special teams mistakes I'm sure they're spending practice time on it but it's just as a fan you probably think like are we even practicing special yeah. teams blah 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 but I'm like, sure they are it's but... really easy to point at like things like what staff do you have working with a position group or you know who do you have in that group or whatever and like obviously those are things that probably should be considered but it's things that obviously the coaching staff does and I'm not like a coaching staff can never do any wrong kind of person just because mom's a coach like that's not at all what I'm saying but I just I just wish people could like get a peek into it and like understand how heart-wrenching it is to deal with that stuff and like I don't know maybe the coaching staff really just doesn't care about special team screw-ups but I I really tend to believe that they do and at the end of the day like like you said like no one's more upset than them um and you just hope like especially for the sake of the players that things get better like those kind of mistakes are are really really difficult to deal with like you've got real young players out there who are in major positions and all of a sudden you have a bad play you have a couple bad plays that maybe compound like we saw with Gilbert you know once you once you miss a kick like that and it just goes downhill through the rest of the game like that's a real tough situation to be in when you're trotting out for that last second field goal like I, you're almost yeah. like set up for failure. Like you want to believe in the guy and like all that, but that's a freshman that's going out there and has had a rough game. Yeah. What and else I, are you expecting? You know? Yeah. I mean, I think that, yeah, I'll be, I mean, I'll be honest. I wasn't expecting to make it at that point and I don't yeah. think many people were. And so like you go back and second guess like, okay, should we have, probably gone for it i mean i mean hindsight's 2020 but i mean even in the situation i was saying that we should probably be going for it, and i think probably a lot of fans are saying the same thing but i mean i guess you never know i mean we make it stuff there and yeah i mean you play the what if game and like either way if it doesn't work out you're uh, you're probably gonna end yeah. up saying well we should have done the other thing but and like and i think you want to have confidence in your players yeah but i think part of the problem was like we took we took over on the Kansas side of midfield. You know the, you know we start at the forty three. We should have started thirty eighth. You know I don't right. know if you saw the thing on Twitter where they yeah, they missed the spot on the yep. punt return. So we should have had the ball thirty eight. But whatever. And so we take over there at um, the you know the forty three with three minutes to go, and it takes us two minutes to get down to the twenty, and then the clock's running down. And so you're probably thinking like. Well, even if we get the first down, we're going to be rushing and we may not have enough time to score a touchdown anyway. So we'll just kick it now where I mean, I feel like in years past, there's been times where, you know, you want that sense of urgency at the end of the games to try to hurry up and go for the touchdown and go for the win. But, you know, just kind of, I don't know, 
take more time off the clock than I would kind of hope for. And I would have rather just tried to go hurry up and try to go for the touchdown there, even if you leave time on the clock. But, you know, it it's whatever. I mean, yeah, it's hard. Uh, like, it's you, hard. You don't, you don't know what happens either way. But, yeah, it's I. Uh, it's a tough one. There's a lot of not great things. But, hey, like I said last week. The great thing about a season is that it's not just one week or two weeks. It's, you know, a, a dozen or so. There's, there's more time. And we're going to move on. So, a um, couple other things happened this weekend. Good things. Good things this weekend. Good things this weekend. Um, This one's kind of funny. Reese Hall did get a game-winning touchdown for the Jets. Um. I was real excited to see that. I was out running around doing errands for reasons I'll get to at the end of the episode. Um, and then I watched the video. <laughs> and, I, it's just, uh, it's real on brand uh, for Iowa State, I think. But that's, that's our guy out there making the game-winning touchdown. I love it. I'm happy for him. It was very nearly a fumble at the goal line. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, what? I saw he reached out. I mean, he he got it. He got won it. the game still. So. He got it. He was in the end zone, and then the ball just kind of like trickled out when he was already in there. He got it. It was over with. It doesn't matter. Um. So yeah. Hey, great job, Breeze. Way to get that dub. Yep. Jets beat the Steelers. We love to see it. I think I that was, I think that was his first rushing touchdown of his career, right? Was he it? had a he had a receiving touchdown. I think. Oh. Yeah, because I knew he had that one. Yeah, I guess. I think would... yeah, I saw I saw him going over to get the ball to keep the ball. So. Oh, that's awesome! I love that. I love to see Cyclones succeed. Um, the other big big win we had this weekend was Iowa State volleyball. Um, I would like to just say now that I am like publicly I suppose it wasn't this weekend. It was this past week. But I haven't really been following volleyball this year, and I really like volleyball a lot, so I don't really know where I've been. Um, but I tuned in on Wednesday night to watch them beat Baylor, number 13th ranked Baylor, in Ames for the upset for their first Big 12 win of the season. Big 12 play just started, and it was an incredible game. They were like blocking machines. Baylor's near top of the country and blocking, I believe. And Iowa state was just stuffing them. And the environment was amazing. Great student section. I, I was just so excited to see it. If you're out there and you have not tuned in to any like big 12 volleyball, Iowa state volleyball, super fun sport. It's very exciting. It's very like high energy. It's, a really good time but that was a very good win and i wanted to shout them out for that one um it, hey they're just kind of having opportunities for revenge because that was after the disappointing loss to baylor and then their next game is this coming friday against kansas in ames so if you have some feelings that you need to get out maybe just make the trip to ames the night before if you're going to go tailgate on saturday just pop over 6.30 game, beat Kansas, and, you know, get good vibes going. It'll be super fun. 
Although I did, I did just look, and they did lose today to Kansas State. I know I was but watching. now the, but now the football team can get revenge for their Yes. loss. So. Yes, that's the motivation they need. We need to get this passed along. Um, at some point, if they both wanted to beat a team in like the same week, that'd be cool too. But yes, that's that's the motivation the football team needed is they are now avenging the volleyball team that avenged them and will avenge them again. We'll follow up on this for you at home. Don't worry. We'll keep track of it. If we need a little map or something, we'll we'll get there. Okay. Um, I don't have a good transition. Home field apparel. <laughs> I've got an order coming for the first time in a while. Um, I did snag the gold Iowa State basketball shirt. Uh, so now actually I have both of the Iowa State basketball shirts from home field and no other ones because I keep going back and forth on which ones I want to get. So I just debate forever i don't know i'll figure it out eventually but i snagged the gold cyclones i also grabbed the tcu shirt i'm kind i'm low-key like collecting all the big 12 shirts uh because home field has sent me a couple of the big 12 releases since i'm on the flagship show and at this point i'm just kind of going for all of them at least the ones i like so i've got a couple really good ones coming I am super excited and you too, you too can get yourself a really great shirt. Uh, 10, 12 week is at this point of release over, but that means that you can go back to using our show here on the Cyclone family podcast. That means you're going to use code Cyclone 12, Cyclone singular one, two. It's going to get you 15% off your first order. It is officially fall. Uh, by like meteorological standards as well as the weather so you're definitely gonna want a hoodie um this time of year they tend to sell out so go ahead and go grab it right now because otherwise it's gonna be like the beginning of november and you're gonna go try to buy one and they're gonna be sold out of your size because they'll do some like crazy sale or something and you're gonna be left cold and home field sweatshirt list. So head over to homefieldapparel.com where they have the most comfortable, the coolest vintage college sports apparel. They've got other teams besides Iowa State. They've got like every team everywhere. It's incredible. They have expanded so much. They've got all of the big 12, um, but obviously the important one, Iowa State. Grab one of the two Iowa State basketball shirts. They have, they have a great gold Cyclones shirt with a dribbling sigh as well as a Hilton Magic shirt gray also, the dribbling sigh, I have a type. It is that exact logo. It is my very favorite. So homefieldapparel.com. Use code CYCLONE12 for 15% off your first purchase. Get there. You will 100% not regret it. All right. This coming week, as we have now established, revenge game for Cyclone Volleyball. Uh, football team is looking to avenge them. It's Farmageddon, folks. Uh, it's it's a hard year to pound the drum on this one, um, but should be a trophy game, should be a full-size tractor. The winners should get to repaint it. That's just, that's facts. I think we can all agree on that. Um, don't even need to debate it. That's the way it should be. Iowa State does not have enough trophy games. I want to see 12, it happen. Big 12 in general doesn't. I feel the Big like. 12 in general doesn't. You're right. Like, that really needs to be a huge push, especially with those other two teams leaving and, like, killing Bedlam even. Like, please. But that that should be at the top of the list for this 
nifty innovative new commissioner is like let's get some weird trophy games like let i mean it could be normal ones too but for iowa state weird weird is great tractor that's all i'm saying all right it's gonna be i feel like it'd be hard to bring a tractor to the football stadium but they, the, they would figure the logistics out like there's grass outside of jack trice just throw it on a hauler and you can just stick it out there and then i'm sure that there's plenty of farmers that would be happy to house it like one near ames could volunteer and be like hey i'll be the keeper of the tractor for this year when iowa state wins it'd be a great honor it could be a big donor that's a farmer they the look the possibilities are endless. I'm sure they can figure it out. Have it have it sit by the camp and you, that's maybe not the best idea actually. Spending time on campus at night with students. Scratch that last one. I like the farm one. I do like the farm idea. Look, I'm not a logistics guy. There's people that are paid for that. I think it's doable. I have to think it's doable. As far as the actual game goes, can Iowa State avoid the skid? Uh, in order to do so, they are going to have to address the double threat on the ground, mostly, of Martinez and Vaughn. Like, it's it's a weird kind of deal where you're looking at the quarterback, and he is by far most threatening running. Like, he can make some good throws, but I feel like half of that is a function of how much the defense has to adjust to his running capabilities. Yeah. And I think, I mean, for Iowa state, I think it may help a little bit that they just faced Kansas, a team where they also had a running quarterback who could run the ball and throw the ball. So, I mean, I guess it's nice for the defense to be able to come off that game and go into this game. It's two similar um, skill sets for the quarterbacks each week, but, you know, the K-State, I feel like just watching that a little bit, the the way that they do it is a lot different than the way Kansas runs the ball, but they are both run first teams with their even with their quarterbacks. So it'll be uh it'll be interesting to see if the defense can you know perform as well as it did last week against Jalen Daniels in Kansas. Um we'll we'll see if they can do this kind of I don't know, I don't know I don't know if they'll be able to shut down K State, but kind of slow them down a little bit because you know, the past couple of weeks at least K-State's been running all over teams yeah that's the thing is ultimately like you you're probably not going to shut them down like you said and so that means that it is also partially going to come down to the offense to perform which at this point in the season is probably the side of the ball that you're a little bit more concerned about as an Iowa State fan like you have confidence that in some way the defense will figure it out like you know Maybe they won't. That is what it is. But I would probably feel a little bit more worried about getting the points to to pass up because K-State's going to score some. And so you, you got to be able to get something going on offense. Yeah, I mean, especially after last week I and mean, going into the week, the numbers pretty much said that Kansas had probably one of the worst defenses in the Big 12 just going off of the numbers so going into this week k-state just from you know the players that they have on the defensive side of the ball um and you know the performances that they've had this year 
especially against like a team like Missouri who they shut down and you know I mean Oklahoma I guess put up some points but you know we've seen that K-State has had a good defense this year you know it's not the same going in going into it where we thought okay you know last week you thought that the offense may be able to put up some points this week you're going into it thinking okay this is going to be a struggle especially after last week and so no, it'll be, I mean, yeah, I think that it'll be up to the offense to, you know, put some points on the board. You know, 11 points is not, I don't think that's going to be enough to win this week. No, I doubt and it. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what improvements they make because, I mean, right now, I mean, people always say it's not as good or as bad as it ever may seem. So a lot of people I feel like are really down on the offense right now, especially after the performance last week. But, you know, I'm hoping that you know they throw a new wrinkle or two out there this week and you know hopefully it looks a lot better and I, I think it'll look better than it did last week it's hard just to look because a lot worse, yeah. yeah exactly you can't <laughs> really look much worse so even though I I do think K-State probably has a better defense mm-hmm. statistically than Kansas um I do think that the offense will be able to make some adjustments though hopefully and and uh, maybe put a few more points up this week. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of feels like to me that Iowa State may also be at the mercy of just the health of the players that we were missing this past weekend. Because if you're still rolling with yeah. just Silas and Sanders, you're going to be struggling in the run game. If Xavier Hutchinson is even a little bit hobbled, you know, that's going to be pretty tough. So um, obviously Jalen Knoll had a solid game uh, taking out any special team situations uh but it's it's uh yeah it feels like a lot of it has to do with the personnel that are even available to begin with um because having to mostly rely on your pass is probably just again not going to be a recipe for success like you can certainly have the pass as a great option at times but if they know that your run game is just real hobbled like you can adjust to that really easily. And so especially against the defense, that's probably a little bit better than what you faced last time. You got to just hope that some people are getting healthy. Yeah. And yeah, that, I mean, it was frustrating kind of as a fan to watch the game last week. And it seemed like there was just a lot of short passes and check downs and crossing routes. And it did feel like, you know, occasionally when you took shots down the field, it would pay off. But you know, I guess it all starts up front because, you know, Candace was able to get some pressure on the quarterback. So if you can't protect the quarterback, yeah, then you can't really send it down the field. And this week, you know, K-State has, I think, I think he was preseason, maybe preseason defensive player of the year. No, Felix, I can't, I don't know. I don't know exactly how to pronounce his last name. Anodike, up. I don't know. I just totally butchered that. But yeah, Felix, I'll just call him Felix. He's a really good player. And uh, so they'll have to they'll have to protect a lot better than they did last week. Yeah, yeah. It's like, hey, if if last week was a wake up call, awesome. If not, you know, it it could be a long one. But it's yeah, it's like I I said in a in a message to a friend, I was just like, hey, you know, it's it's crazy. You gotta try big plays in order to get big plays. Like obviously, you can you can find a gap as a running back kind of out of nowhere but like you're not gonna bust a long pass if you're not attempting a long pass like i mean obviously you can throw it short and then they can find a gap too but 
regardless, like you're not going to throw it 30 yards downfield if you're not attempting that long of a pass. And so I don't know. I mean, is it riskier? Yeah, probably. But like what we're doing now isn't exactly working amazing. So I say give it a shot. I wouldn't be mad to see it. I'd rather see personally, I'd rather see an interception on like an attempt downfield that's looking for something good and someone just has the extra time to slip in there as opposed to scrambling and trying to find something five yards away from you and just throwing something because you're out of pocket or overwhelmed or whatever. And like you said, a lot of that comes down to the line too. So I don't know. You just got to hope that there's some improvements because you see the potential for improvement, but you got to do it. You got to execute. I feel like it starts with the running game because if you're backed up in third Mm -hmm. and like Iowa state was backed up in third and eight and third and nine. And if they're like that, then the defense can, they can bring pressure and drop back and, and just let you dump it offshore of the sticks. This is what I think we saw last week quite a bit where, they would just sink back and we'd have to dump it off short to those crossing routes. So if if you're in third and long the whole game, then puts you in a tough spot. So yep. get into those second second and threes, you know, third and ones, stuff like that. Yeah. No, you're you're one hundred percent right. So I just really hope that we've got a little bit of improvement there, maybe for the personnel available as well as the execution of the people we have there. So that's that's kind of where I'm at. I don't know, like I don't have any deep philosophical thoughts on how this weekend's gonna go it's it's very much like either it changes or it doesn't like that's the most obvious thing to ever say if I was an analyst for football and I said that I should rightly be fired but it's like it could just kind of go like that the rest of the season or you could make some adjustments and people could get healthy and we won't really know till later in the week probably or even up to game time about the healthy situation and the rest of it we're just gonna have to let the game play out I suppose like every week well this was not like our our cheeriest episode we've ever probably had but we have two weeks to find some good stuff to talk about because we are going to be off next weekend i will be in cancun where it is currently forecasted to rain for six straight days incidentally the six days i'm there so go ahead and throw me some good vibes uh i'm not gonna complain uh it's an all-inclusive so if i can't go outside i will simply begin training as a competitive eater uh but yes my husband and i had our honeymoon delayed last year uh shockingly not covid related i i i stressed myself out i gave myself gastroenteritis right before i got married so we did have a covid related cancellation policy on the honeymoon didn't lose money, rescheduled it for this year. I'm heading out Saturday. I should be back to the hotel in plenty of time to flip on the game, which I will do until I do not want to watch it anymore. And hopefully I want to watch the whole thing. Anyway, uh, no episode next week, so we will not do like a full recap on K-State. We also will, unfortunately not be able to preview Texas, uh, that'll be something. I'm sure. I'm sure, I'm sure that'll be an episode. That'll be an episode when we come back. But when we come back, uh, we will talk K-State. We will talk Texas. 
we will preview oh, the bye week. Home. Oh, bye week. Yes. Oh, that'll be great. Okay. Yes. We will recap K-State. We will recap Texas as much as those two warrant being recapped. And then we're going to look ahead to basketball season. We'll look at the men's and women's basketball schedules because we will be only, you know, uh, three-ish weeks out from the season starting. So it'll be a great episode. It'll be super fun. I'll be so relaxed. I won't be tan. I haven't been tan since I was 10 years old, but I'll I'll be here. Uh, Eric will be here in two weeks, not one week. Uh, I'll put out a couple calls for questions. I'd love to start getting a couple more questions, especially with basketball season coming up. You know that I, I have much more uh, educated opinions on basketball. So I'll put out more calls for questions. That'd be amazing. Um, yeah. Back in two weeks, you can always find us on Twitter. You can follow us at Cyclone Fam Pod. You can follow me at J Styes, J S T E Y Z. You can follow Eric at Eric Steyer. I'm gonna task him with make making a tweet while I'm on vacation because my goal would be to not be on Twitter, but also like I don't know who I think I am. I'm not even gonna pretend I'll be on Twitter when I'm on vacation. Um Follow 1012 Network. That's that's our home home base, 1012 Network at at 1012 Network, T-E-N-1-2. And hey, follow our friends over at Sports Drink. Uh they're kind of our other other home, other network home. We're working on getting like a little home page and stuff on there. If I ooh, Eric, I didn't send in our bios. That was kind of on me. Um, but I'll do that. They're they're our new pals. We love them. They are very fun, very funny. So go follow Sports Drink as well. I'll put everything in the bio. As always, thanks for tuning in, guys. We appreciate you joining us after after a weekend. You know, it is what it is. We'll be back in two weeks, and we're gonna we're gonna have some really good things to talk about in two weeks. We're gonna find some good stuff. We're all gonna stay positive. We're all gonna stay happy, and we'll see you then. <laughs>